Motel was one of the top Talmidim in the yeshiva. He was always learning, always with his nose in a safer. So involved was he in learning that he seemed to forget that a yid should also think about getting married. But the Rosh Hashiva did not forget. He called Motel into his room and said, Motel, it's time for you to think about getting married. Rabbi, answered Motel, who would be willing to marry someone like me? I have no income. Even if I found such a girl, I'm sure her father would not want someone like me for a son-in-law. Motel, you mustn't suffer from an inferiority complex. That's almost as bad as a superiority complex. Okay, Rabbi, I'll take your advice, but what do we do next? Well, the first thing to do, Muttle, when you're looking for something is to go out and search for it. You need to go out into the world and start looking. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will surely help you in your search. So Muttle packed up his tefillin and a few bits of clothing and he set out on his quest for his bride. He went from shtetl to shtetl and shtot to shtot, from place to place, eating whatever he would be given by kindly people. He had not even a kopeck to spend on food. Fortunately, Jews are very fond of the mitzvah of hachnosas orchim, so Motl didn't exactly eat very well, but he certainly did not starve, chas v'shalom. One day, Motl was walking between towns, getting hungrier and hungrier. He was beginning to feel a little desperate when he came upon a beautiful large home surrounded by a beautiful garden with trees and shrubs and flowers. He walked up the long driveway and rang the doorbell. The door was opened by the maid. Seeing this pale, hungry-looking yeshiva bacher, she immediately invited him inside and hurried to get him something to eat. She gave him a seat in the kitchen as the other servants looked on. The master and mistress of the house are out, but they will surely not mind us giving you a meal, she said. The servants were in a good mood, and they began to ask all kinds of questions of Muttle. Muttle told them that he was trying to find a bride. They seemed to regard him as a very simple person, and one of the servants suggested privately to one of the other servants, that they should play a little joke on Muttal. While Muttal was eating a delicious meal, the servants went into another room and planned what to do. The daughter of the house came in as they were discussing their little joke, and when she heard what their intentions were, she thought she would share in the fun too. They decided to make a mock wedding between Muttal and the daughter of the house. As soon as Muttle finished his delicious meal and he benched, he felt like new life had entered his body. So when the servants came in and asked him, in a serious tone, if he would like to marry the daughter of the house, who was young and pretty and wealthy, he said, If she would be prepared to marry me, then why would I not be prepared to marry her? So the daughter of the house was brought in. She was introduced to Muttle and was apparently satisfied to make the Shidduch. Do you know how to write the Tanoim? they asked Motl. 
Yes, I do, answered Muttel. Fine, they said. We'll get a chuppah. They gave Muttel a paper, pen, and Muttel wrote out the tenoyim. Two of the manservants were the edim. They gave Muttel a plate to break, and everybody wished the couple, Mazel tov. They took drinks. They all said l'chaim to the chosen kala, and everyone was in a good mood. Now for the chuppah, they said. They took four broomsticks and a tablecloth and tied the corners of the cloth to the broomsticks. The chuppah was ready. As Muttel had no ring with which to betroth the bride, he asked her to give him her ring as a gift, which she did, and then he betrothed her according to the laws of Moshe and Yisrael. No sooner was the ceremony over when Muttel broke the glass that the servant said, Okay, now you've had your fun. It's time for you to leave. Leave? said Muttel. Why would I leave? I'm the son-in-law of the Balabais. I see no reason why I should leave. Listen, Muttel, said the servants. Do you think this was really a chasana? We were simply playing a joke. It's time for you to leave. The master and the mistress will be home soon. But Muttel refused to leave. They tried to throw him out physically, but he remained standing on the porch right outside the front door and refused to budge until he would speak to his father-in-law. When the master and the mistress of the house returned, they were surprised to see this shabby-looking bacher standing at the front door. Motel greeted his father-in-law warmly. Good evening, Schwer, he said. Schwer? Who are you? You must be out of your mind, exclaimed the master of the house. So Motel told him everything that had happened. And by the manner of Muttel's telling, the master of the house knew that he was telling the truth. Pale and trembling, the owner of the house took Muttel inside and asked him to wait while he spoke to his daughter. When he came back, a few minutes later, he was calm, but he still looked troubled. Muttel, he said, this matter must be kept strictly secret. Nobody must know about it. I'm going to give you 20 ruble. You're going to come with me to the Rav who will write out a get, which you will give to my daughter. The rabbi will keep the matter to himself. No one will know about it. It will do you no harm, and my daughter will be free to marry who she should marry. I'm not going to take your money, said Muttel. This matter is too serious for me to decide on my own. You and I must travel to my Rav, and I will follow whatever he advises. So Motel's new Schwer, father-in-law, ordered a carriage to be made ready immediately, and he set off with Motel to meet Motel's Rav. He himself knew of Motel's Rav and knew him to be a Tamit Chachem and a Tzaddik who would surely find a way out of this situation. After hearing the full story, the Rav gave out his decision. The rich man should give Motel 3,000 ruble and then wait six months. If at the end of that time, he and his daughter still want to have a get, Motel will give the daughter a get, but will keep the money as compensation. But if they agree to the Shidduch, then the 3,000 ruble will be given to the Chosen and Kala as a wedding gift. The rich man was not too happy at the Rav's decision, 
but as he had agreed to abide by it, he had no choice but to give 3,000 rubles to the Rav to hold. He said he would return after six months with his daughter to collect the get. He then took his leave and went home. The Rav then invited Motl to join him in his home while he continued with his learning. The Rav asked his wife to take special care of Motl, to build him up and make him strong and handsome. She was a very good-hearted lady, and she did as he asked. About a month before the rich man and his daughter were due to return to the Rav to tell him of their decision between a get or a shidduch, he told Motl to order fine clothes so that he would look like a rich young man and not the pauper that he had been. Sure enough, when Motl presented himself to the Rav in his new outfit, with a fine-looking hat and shiny boots, the Rav hardly recognized him. It was not the same Motl. Gone was his pale face and his shabby appearance. Instead, a noble, well-dressed young man stood before the Rav, who was absolutely delighted with the transformation that had taken place in Motl. When the rich man and his daughter arrived at the appointed time, they were ushered into the waiting room outside the Rav's study. They saw a handsome young man sitting there. The Rav then entered and took the man and his daughter into another room and asked them to be seated. Well, my friends, said the Rav, what will it be? Would you like a get or a shidduch? We would like a get, they answered. People would just laugh at the idea that we should be connected with such a pauper as Muttel. Okay, I understand, said the Rav. But tell me, you must have noticed that young man sitting in my study as you entered. He lives in my house. He is a brilliant Talmud, and he's wealthy. Would you like such a young man for your daughter? The wealthy man turned to his daughter to see what her reaction was. She said, he certainly made a most favorable impression on me right away. The rabbi then went to the door and called out, Reb Mordechai, come in, please. Motl, for it was really he, stood up and entered the rabbi's room. Shalom Aleichem, said Motl. Father and daughter were bewildered. They looked at Motl and then at each other. They could hardly believe that they were seeing the same person whom they had belittled just a few months ago. This was a noble-looking prince of a Jew. There was now no more talk of divorce. They were happy to see that Motl bore them no ill will, but was ready to agree to arrangements for a wedding befitting their position in the town. Everybody was now very happy. The Rav wished them Mazel Tov and asked the Rebetzin to bring in refreshments with mashka and cake so that they could all say L'chaim and Mazel Tov to the health and future of the young couple.